All right, folks, welcome to the show. It is the Crack House Podcast. It is Sunday night, nine o'clock. My name is Michael Sullivan. Thanks for joining me. Uh, with me, as always, is Chris Musky Muscalino. What's up, dude? What's up, Miguel? Hola. What's up, Crack House people? And uh, everybody had a good week. Uh, pretty interesting week, <laughs> starting off with the Oscars, which are guess we'll start off with um how was your week uh pretty uneventful uh it's a good thing wasn't bad yeah i just i just had my phone blow up like you know this show's coming out of basically a week after everything happened uh for those of you that have been living in a cave for a week everyone knows what happened at the oscars between will smith and chris rock uh just went on stage, lost it, smacked the shit out of him. Uh, I just saw. I actually just saw today he withdrew from the Academy now. I thought he got kicked out, Mike. Uh, they said he was going to get kicked out, so he just resigned from the Academy. I think they talked about somebody else getting kicked out a couple um, a while ago. He's well, not the first. That been well, there was a whole big thing of a lot of people that were the uh, the Will Smith supporters online were, well, what about Harvey Fierce, uh Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein. <laughs> and uh, who is it? Roman Polanski. Yep. And then, uh, maybe one or two. I think Mel Gibson's name got thrown around a little bit. So they were like, none of the I don't know if I think Harvey Weinstein was thrown out. I don't think what's his face. Polanski was. He just, you know, I mean, that guy raped a 13 year old girl back in the early 70s, drugged yeah, he- and raped her got away with it and then just took off to Europe because <laughs> technically he's still uh, a wanted man back in the States. Yeah. He hightailed it, bro. There's been a lot of, ske- there's a lot, lot of sketchy dudes in Hollywood throughout the years. I mean, you named a, uh, you know, a, a slew of them and I'm sure there are more that are escaping, um, uh, you know, uh, both of our memories, but um you know, it was pretty interesting. You know, I didn't see it live. You know, we were talking off air about how I guess you were doing some uh, a comedy show. And, and yeah, you, uh, I was at I was at the Eastville Comedy Club mm-hmm. and I walked out from the the stage area into the bar area. There's like a little door that separates it. So you can't hear anything really what's going on outside at the bar area. You heard people like screaming. Mm-hmm. So I had already done my set. I walked out, see what was going on. Everyone's like, have you looked at your phone in the last five minutes? I'm like, no, I've been inside watching 
you know, whoever was on stage and they're like, look at your phone. And I open my phone and there's like messages from uh, at least five or six different people going, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and somebody sent me the video right away. There was that one that the one that's floating around is that Japanese version where you the see Japanese that, version, Australian version. Yeah. The Japanese one, they said you, it gives you everything. And, uh, dude, you watch it. And I don't, I, so someone was saying today, they just think he was drunk. That was the other thing floating around today. They think he was drunk. Cause I, he does. When you watch it, he laughs it off. He laughs it off. Then he turns and looks at Jada Pinkett. Like, she gives him that face like, if you don't take care of this, I'm going to make your life a living hell. That's kind of what it, to me, looked like what happened. And then he just felt like, I got to go do something now about this. It's so many, uh, there was so many takes on it. I, I think it's a comedian's like, I mean, we talked about different perspectives on, on you know, from, from the comedy perspective, you know, you know, in terms of like, I heard a couple of comedians, you know, now talk about even entertainers in the DJ business now, they're like, kind of worried about when you're performing do you really got to worry about somebody coming up and taking a shot at you like being from new york or new jersey or philadelphia or the tri-state area you're always kind of on guard so i guess more so than different parts of the country where you know i shouldn't say it doesn't happen but you know i'll tell you even djing stuff mike i've been bars restaurants places throughout all my years and you know, you always keep an eye on people, you know, you get the drunk person, you know, you know, coming up to you asking for a request and you don't, guy kind of looks unhinged, you know, I've had a couple of times where I've had to call security throughout the years. I'm sure, you know, like you dealt with the, through the law enforcement end of it. Um, so you got that perspective. You also have the other perspective in the sense that, uh, what were they talking about? They were talking about, you know, Smith is a pretty interesting guy. He was a clean cut guy for many years. He's obviously had some problems with his marriage. He has an open marriage. And the thing is, I mean, you know, with all the jokes that are going around, I mean, you think you get kind of bent out of shape about somebody screwing your wife versus well, someone the, making yeah. fun of alopecia, you know, that, that was, kind of deal. That was the other thing. Someone said, like, if you I, I listened to a few shows where they broke down the video when he makes the G.I. when he says G.I. Jane, I think he looks directly at Will Smith. And tells him like flat out, like I'm being nice right now. Like yeah. I, I, I can go for your jugular with everything that's gone on in your life in the last, you know, what's it been like two years since all that shit happened with the uh, yeah. open marriage and all that stuff. And this guy came out, Jane Smith's friend is having sex with uh, what's a face, Jada Pinkett Smith. So I, I, I mean, listen, no one deserves to get smacked like that. I think <laughs> there's a lot more to the story too. I think there's a lot of bad blood too that went back back and forth between these two over the years. He's he's taken a lot of shots. I mean, Chris Rock has taken a lot of shots at her and him over the years. There was that whole thing where uh I forget what movie he they thought he was going to get nominated for. Will Smith. He didn't get nominated. Jada Pinkett says we're you know, boycotting the Oscars. And uh, I think that's when the whole thing hashtag like Oscars so white started and all of this stuff. And Chris Rock, I believe, was the host, came out and said, what are you boycotting for? You weren't even invited to this thing because he wasn't. Nominated. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and that's almost what, 10 years ago. So uh, yeah, there, right, right. There, there, there's been a lot of of back and forth. I well, I think more maybe from the Chris Rock camp going after them 
than them uh, going after him. But like I said, he did not deserve what happened. You know, Will and Will Smith, everyone thinks he's, you know, here's a guy that's had like a four decade career of basically keeping his nose clean. Never having, you know, you've never heard of this guy in trouble with the police drinking, driving, anything, assault, anything like that. He's a clean guy. I mean, as far as I know, he seemed like this family guy, made a whole bunch of movies that everyone loved. And now his career is over because of this. Like he will be known. Sure, he won the Academy Award, but he's known forever as, oh, that's the guy that smacked Chris Rock at the Oscars. That's it. You know, that's it. We talked about it. My wife's talked about it, you know. I mean, like I said, we have friends of all colors and creeds and races and religions and stuff. The people that, you know, are that African-American or Caribbean that we know, they were like, they kind of said the same thing that I did. It's like, well, I get bent out of shape over something ridiculous. Well, I shouldn't say it's ridiculous. You know, it's a serious thing. You know, we talked about it last week in terms of losing your hair and stuff. And I guess when it's a medical issue, it's it's a whole thing. But, you know, they were saying this kind of the same thing that I did. You know, here you are taking all these jokes and maybe it was like a pimple that burst. You know, the guy was just getting beat up for two years and he kind of snapped. But my first inclination, Mike, is I thought it was I thought it was fake. You know, I thought originally that the guy hauled off and punched him. Yeah, and when I went back to watch it. It was an open slap. And then like even Chris Rock's reaction from it. I mean, it's like. I said it on Twitter. It's like either the guy's got a really good chin or Will Smith hits like a girl. And it, just something didn't jive. And, you know, obviously it's kind of like a little conspiracy theory. You know, I'm sure it happened. Afterwards, I, I read something to the effect that they were kind of squashing everything. Denzel Washington got involved. Um, it was just really a surreal type thing, you know, but like, you know, like my, like Audra's friends and my friends, you know, they kind of, they kind of laughed it off. You know, it's like, I'm not trying to make light of alopecia because it can be traumatic for people, but it's like, yeah, but that, things uh, that you're going to get bent out of shape of and, you, and to you, do that. I you mean, know what, dude, here's my thing with that. This is what pisses me off. It seems like no one else knew she had that. Right. It just seems like, right. so, so if he makes that joke, you know, it, it, it's like, if you, you're sitting down and you have no legs and your legs, are, but you you got a blanket over you. And I start making jokes about not having legs and people go, wow, that was really insensitive. I don't know. Here's my bigger thing. Here's my bigger thing, Mike. You know what? Let's say, let's say you didn't know anything, right? If you take Ricky Gervais's act out of the equation from two years ago, I could almost see a little bit more justification with this, but I went back and I saw something about it today. The Ricky Gervais speech, you know, where he just ripped people to shreds and some of the shit that he said was really scathing type stuff. So here's the thing. I'm not saying what he did was right, wrong, and different, and I don't care if you agree with it or not, but nobody came up and took a swing at Ricky Gervais two or three years ago whenever that, that speech happened. And my thing is, if that didn't happen, I could almost see a little bit more justification for it. Because up until that point, you know, you've had some jokes here and there at the expense of these people, but never at the level that Gervais did two or three years ago. And I kind of think it set the stage for this where whether Rock yeah, but you're, knew, tell, you're telling yeah. me that joke was I don't think that, it was bad at all. I don't think it was bad Jane, at all. It, it, I, I've heard so many professional comedians say he goes, that guy got smacked for one of the worst throwaway jokes. I don't think it was ever. bad at all. I it really was a, don't. 
But I'm just saying, I, I think the stage was set the way the Dravets did it and went after people that I think, like you said a moment ago, I think the fact that they probably had bad blood, he's probably taking his shots. This guy's got pummeled for the last two, three years, you know, as far as having an open marriage. And my thing is this, if you're going to go after somebody, I'm going to go after somebody that's banging my wife or making comments, you know, like really scathing type stuff. You know, as far as alopecia, me personally, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to really know the history about, you know, what, you know, with him and Smith, uh, him and him and Chris Rock. Um, just, it was a very weird, weird situation overall. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, part of me still believes it could have been, you know, staged, you know, the, 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 the ratings were uh, atrocious, no, even I with that happening, Mike. I, 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 like, I don't think it was staged because from what I've seen already too, like, uh, Chris Rock has already done like two or three shows in Boston since this has happened. Yeah. And he's, and I, yeah, I heard he, he's kind of piped people down, you know, who have been, you know, he's had, F he's had Will people, Smith. Yeah. He's had people removed from the show and he's not even talking about it on stage. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's still playing, uh, saying the whole thing of, I got to process all of this and right, right. figure it out. And I mean, what's to figure out, dude, you got, you got your ass smacked in front of uh, millions of people. Yeah. I mean, listen, to, in all fairness to the guy, the guy kind of held himself together and he was a classy, you know. Well, he didn't know what was the going show. I mean, it could have gone a really bad it, way. Like, he had gone back at him, you know. Here's my thing. Like, where were the security people? Like, no one comes out. Everyone just lets this play well, out. That's my other piece. You said it, too. Like, the guy kind of, like, was walking in slow motion. It took him, like, I had to walk 20 yards or 10 yards, whatever it was, to reach the guy. And obviously, he's he's coming at you. But, you know, I mean. But it's not even he's, he's coming to shake your hands. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> after it happens, you don't see anyone like come out off the right, sides of this. That's what I'm happened. saying. No security, nothing. Hey, look, you got to get out of here, bro. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they said the police were there a few minutes after the that it yeah. happened. And supposedly Chris Rock said, you know, that's it. I don't want to do anything about it. I want to know. I want to know where's Kevin Costner, my bodyguard. You know, where's Kevin Costner, yeah. the bodyguard, bro? He wanted nothing to do with that. He, he wanted nothing right to at... do with that. He was scared of Ali, huh? Yeah. that's <laughs> See, that's what someone else said, too. Like, oh, man, he should have. I'm surprised Chris Rock didn't come back with, like, that's as hard as you hit, Ali. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the whole thing is just, it's completely bizarre that this happens and then, Within what ten minutes, he wins the best actor award. He wins the best and, Oscar and comes right. out. Right. Doesn't even apologize to Chris Rock about it. Apologizes to the Academy because I guess he does. He doesn't want to get kicked out. Starts crying, talking about protecting the girls well, that were in the movie. What I was just going to mention. I was just going to mention that just a second ago. See, he went from like look, like you said, looking at the wife who really, I guess, had a problem with it to begin with. Her looking at him, him going from. I guess being laughing to all of a sudden walking to the stage. Then I saw something when he came back, she was kind of giggling that it happened. And then five minutes later, he's kicking into the whole pursuit of happiness where he's trapped in the closet and crying and breaking down. Like his world is coming to an end. I mean, either a you're on some sort of drugs, B you're unstable or three, you're just having a mental breakdown. Well, I, I, you know, I just can't. Well, I mean, I know start or four, he was acting. You know, I mean, to yeah. go through that gamut of emotions and that in that short period of time, I mean, I know Stern I know. said something about it. 
Like he goes, this is the actions of an uns. I think Stern talked about the net. You know, everyone, yeah, I, I read Stern. Everyone, yeah, everyone said, obviously talked about yeah. like this is just an unstable person. And I, right. I, I think, I think you you might have hit it on the head. Who knows what this guy is on? And I'm not saying he's on drugs, drugs. I'm saying he's on like Lexapro, Zola, whatever yeah, kind of like some it, sort of antidepressant, shit. antidepressant stuff. Maybe he took it, didn't take it. Maybe he mixed it with booze or maybe something yeah. else. Who knows? But like you said, the, this guy, it, 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 he's marred now. He's scarred for the rest of his career as that guy. Um, Chris Rock is just like that guy's got to live with. Well, let's put things in. Let's put things in for the rest of his life. He may be scarred, but here's the deal. You know, Weinstein, I guess, is still making royalties off his movies. You know, a lot of those people look at Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson basically insulted Jewish people. Like he he said all sorts of anti-Semitic shit. He's still around. You know, Uh, the Jewish people have a really big influence in Hollywood and he's still around. So, you know, listen, I'm sure he'll get scarred. Yeah, but but Mel Gibson also probably ate shit for a decade too he did a lot he had a, I, I guess the uh the, the the christ movie you know he had to no, no, no. himself you but, know? yeah but he also did no he did passion of the christ before everything before he had his little meltdown it was right about that time Mike, and he had like a, right he couldn't, he couldn't get right when he was going that. through the divorce and everything else and right. then he had his meltdown he made all that money back the passion of the christ i think made like 500 million dollars oh, it, it made him a fortune but he couldn't get funding yeah. for it nobody wanted to touch him but uh but as far as like after that, once he had that meltdown tirade, he was kind of like ostracized from how like he hasn't made a absolutely. He's got absolutely. no. I mean, it's been like I said, it's been over a decade. I think just now they're starting to do Lethal Weapon Five. It's going to happen. And they that's what I'm saying. Right. But it's it, so Will Smith is probably going to go take a, a five year vacation. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. but he's he's still a young enough guy. And, oh, yeah, he's only 52, you know, 53. And listen, he's a talented guy. I mean, despite whatever he's going through, what's, you know, if Stern's right or if I hit it on the head, whatever the deal is, the guy will work again. It's not like he's not going to work again in Hollywood. It may be a couple years, you know, for it to wear off. But this country's got ADD, bro. And oh, Hollywood yeah. in general, it, like you said, you, you, you rattled off a whole bunch of people at the beginning of the show that, People just forgot about, you know, I mean, it just uh, it was very strange, just a very yeah, strange. Thing. And, and then the way like the the hypocrites kind of like in the audience, they didn't know what to do. It was like yeah. half of them got up and applauded them. The other half of like, what the fuck just happened? Heard some laughing in the back. I heard some cheering. Yeah, I, like like you yeah. said, everyone thought it, I think everyone thought when that smack happened, it was staged. I thought it was until, a punch. Un, until I he, thought it was a punch until I really looked at it. Until he scream, starts screaming, keep your wife's your name. Mouth. Keep, yeah, right. keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And you brought up a good point of affair. It's like, okay, the guy's cursing. They bloop everything out on the damn show. Here the guy is, and he's saying it over and over right. and over again. No censors. And here's here I am. I have I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it real real time. And I'm looking at the ratings last year, and it got nine million. It was the worst rated show in, in ever in Oscar history. This year with all the hoopla. And all the, uh, the 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 nonsense regarding this incident, it only got 15 million view viewers, which is still amongst the the worst three in Oscar history. In terms well, I'm of sure everyone, and I'm sure the viewership went up after that happened. Like, turn it on now, right? Uh, yeah, I, I listen. This is just 
more it's millionaires having problems with each other. So who gives a shit? You know, I, I really don't care. Will Smith is another guy. I looked up. Will Smith is worth close to four hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, I, I, I don't. He's not going to work for. He's not going to work for a couple of years. Big deal. I <laughs> don't care. He, he's he's another weird dude. I think he's a Scientologist, too. The, the both of them, him and his wife, just a lot of kookiness. The last have you couple ever seen, of years Mike, uh, on the same subject, the Scientology. Have you ever been to like California or Florida and seen the big Scientology churches? I, dro I drove by the, the church in California. Yeah, huge. Man. Yeah. The place in California is like beyond. But have you ever watched like now going into that? They had that uh, HBO had that awesome documentary about going clear and with how Leanne, they, Leanne if you're, rhymes, you, right? no, not the no, Leanne. Um, Remini one. She had Remini, the, yeah. she had the TV show. HBO did like a two hour documentary that just delved really right, into right, it right. about basically if you're in Scientology and you're not famous, they just treat you like shit. And when you're when you're like a Tom Cruise, John Travolta, you know, that that caliber of a, of a star. They you're like you're like Jesus. Walking right. In. Right. You know, they they showed a video of like it was like Tom Cruise's like 40th birthday party. They rented out Scientology, rented out like an 800 foot yacht for him, had this amazing party on a boat. And Well, there's another guy. I mean, Top Gun 2 is coming out. They finally got a release dated at the end. Yeah, of Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, man. So I'm super psyched to see that. That looks good. You know. Val Kimmer is in it. We did uh, we did a show last year about Val Kimmer, you know, that age, that special, which is really good. I don't know how the hell they're going to manage that because his voice is effed, you know, unless they show him like as, you know, uh, I guess disabled or something in it. You know, I mean, I don't know how they're going to pull it off. Well, they could, they could dub his voice if they have to. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. So, someone picked it up on a, on a show I was listening to. If you hear it in the beginning, I think who is it? Miles Teller plays Maverick's son or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said Admiral whatever is is Wachowski or whatever the guy's name is. That's Iceman that requested gotcha. him for a Top Gun school or whatever. Okay. So who know? I, I'm sure whatever Val Kilmer's role in the movie is, it's going to be very brief, very quick, in and out. And Let me ask you this, Mike. You know, this is in our wheelhouse. Is that the biggest movie of the 1980s? No, I don't think so. What's your nomination? I, if you got to break it. What's the biggest movie in the 1980s? Not necessarily in terms of box office, but just popularity, box office, everything combined. I would think Top Gun's up there, man. Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, 1980. You have two Raiders in, in that time yeah, period temple Doom, no right? i think you have all three are in the 80s yeah you're right the last, last crusade 89 last yeah last crusade 89 so there's three all right empire strikes back and return of the jedi are the okay. 80s the rockies what do you got rock three three and three and four yeah uh all right throw out a goonies no come on man you can't goonies Goonies is not a the great, same. That's not in the same token as those movies. Come on. It's a great Goonies it's a is great, great movie. But like when you think of the 80s and box office hits, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop. What? You're not saying right. that. All right. Yeah. All right. Beverly Hills Cop one and two. I think both of them. Right. Or in the yeah. 80s. 
Uh, all right, trading places. Trading places is up right, there. Forty-eight. I, still, I don't think that's all right, in the forty-eight same hours. Forty-eight, 48 hours. hours. Those were big hits, but like when you're talking about Top Gun, um, even like something like The Color of Money, you know, okay. eighty-six. Um, I'm just trying to think really big movies. The Rain Terminators. Man. Terminators the, was big. The, you have Terminator One, Terminator Two. I think is ninety-one. Uh, all right, Rambo, First Blood. What's up there? I mean that movie, and that movie looks like it was made for like no budget. It's 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 almost like a low budget action movie when you watch it now. But I guess what I'm I guess what I'm getting at is like you know for for people our age like if you if you think back like oh no it's up there it's you're yeah. absolutely right in the sense that it it's like the pantheon of big budget action movies right absolutely but best movie of the eight I I, I wouldn't throw it in best movie of the eighties I mean that's just no. I don't know if it's the best movie, but I, yeah. I think like I think it epitomizes the era, you know. I mean Oh yeah, it's full of that like rah rah kind Ronald of Ronald Reagan type stuff. Yeah, like that, born in the USA type stuff, you know. God bless America, you know, we're we're gonna win. It's it you know, it, it, it's it's uh I mean I had my t shirt, metaphor I had, my hair, I had I had the aviators yeah. like in cold, I was gonna fly a plane. Yeah, the Cold War. I mean the shooting down russians obviously yeah it's a, it but then you you can go into like almost all of those type of action movies like first blood part two uh yeah. commando uh uh missing the missing in actions with chuck norris delta force bro delta force <laughs> chuck norris and delta force is one of the coolest movies ever made listen there were a ton of good movies there i'm just saying like when people look back at that era and that decade I think you hit a lot of them, but I mean, there are like five or six of them that are really the creme de la creme, you know, the Rockies. Oh yeah. Like, think. yeah, obviously the, the, you know, Empire Strikes Back, like you no, mentioned, Return yeah. of the Jedi was in 83. Top, um, Top Gun is that like big, but it's like, it, it is that kind of creme de la creme of like big budget American action movie. And, and the action in it isn't fighting or anything like that. It's just planes flying around. Where it's, it's, going it's, back to uh, Will Smith and Scientology thing for a second. I mean, Cruz is another guy. I mean, think about him. He had a meltdown jumping on the couch with 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 Oprah all those years ago. And granted, it's not on the same vein as going on the stage of the Oscars and smacking the shit out of somebody. But, you know, for a while, I think he kind of he kind of got hurt, too, by that. You know, he was looked at as a, as, a, as a crazy guy. And I think his association with Scientology kind of really uh, hurt him a little bit, too. You know, he kind of got looped into that that whole thing. But, um, you know, going back to Smith for a second, I'm sure he'll work again. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll blow over. And uh, I think you'll get a little bit more out of it throughout the years, you know, in terms of. Well, not, I shouldn't say years, you're going to get more information over, over the course of the rest of this year in terms of what happened. I think there's a little bit more to that story, like you said, as far as the backdrop between him and Chris Rock. And I also think that you may get a couple of things that would shed a little bit more light on the situation after the fact. Yeah, obvious. Yeah, definitely. I think there's going to be a whole a whole thing will come out about it down. You know, who knows down the road? I know that they're saying they want to bury the hat. Uh, Will Smith came out. He did. He did apologize uh, to Chris Rock. And then I think that's the same thing where he um, whatchamacallit resigned from the Academy. And I think that was a smart move, too, because like he I, I think he knew he was going to get kicked out. So might as well just resign, try and resign and 
I guess, good standing or whatever you want to call it. Read, there was there was stories that he had gotten asked to leave at the Oscars. Then they said that was complete that, that, BS. That was complete BS. There's so many misinformation, you know, you know, and for an event like that big for people not to know what happened, you know, like I said, just part of me, part of me still really thinks it was staged, you know, nah. maybe I'm off base, maybe it's tinfoil hat type but stuff. But would you, okay, let me, then I'll pose this question for $10 million. Now you already have Chris Rock money. Let's just say Chris Rock is worth a hundred million bucks Right. for another $10 million. Would you go through what that guy is going through right now? For ten million dollars, I mean, really, what gets, is he going through? I mean, he's going to get blackballed from Hollywood for a couple. No, of years? Chris Rock. I'm saying Chris oh, Rock. Oh, Chris Rock. On Would you want to be him? Would you well, go? You want to go play, home? You want to go home? The other to end of the coin. Kids? I'll play the end of the end. Other end of the coin, Mike. His comedy shows are sold out. The tickets have gone from three hundred to eight hundred dollars. But for we those just shows. we we're already so, just saying like he's got. If you got a hundred million, you got to live with that stigma of getting smacked around on national tv do, do yes, you want to live with that me personally like, no. every no. yeah exactly so that that that's where I, I i say like i don't think this thing was uh was staged at all because you just kind of like see his reaction he's discombobulated after that of like he's trying to compose himself just, and was then just goes, another weird weird reaction from him yeah you know, like he looked he looked kind of stunned and then like he held his face and then he was you know, he was like back to normal. And listen, all fairness for the guy, the guy did a great job of holding it in. And I guess just rolling with it and keeping the show going. Because I think if he had gone the other way, that whole show could have been ruined at that point. Oh, yeah. I, that, that's why I was saying. I, I don't know how the the security people don't come out. I, I guess I, I'm i sure the producers are just sitting in a, in a room going, just let it go. Let it go. Let's see where this goes. Let's see where it goes. Because they did he did hand out the award after that. And then I guess they cut the commercial and that's when everything is kind of like, that's when people are running over to Will Smith. I guess Chris Rock just walks off the stage and then, and then Chris Rock caught a whole bunch of shit for calling out the winner is like four white dudes in quest love. Yeah. Yeah. I saw and that. and, and one, one guy yeah. was Indian and he was like, you know what? This is the only, this is the highlight of my fucking life. And, this dude's oh, yeah, calling me a white guy. Joke about yeah. It, right? yeah, yeah, guess, you're right. I guess he didn't right. give a shit about Chris getting slapped. So, um, like I said, I'm sure more will come out as the weeks go on about this. What's going to happen? What they're going to do? And let I me mean, ask you. Let me ask you a question, Mike. Do you think this happens if Ricky Gervais never gives that speech? No, no, it it would happen. Like I said, I think you still think it would have happened. Even like if, I said, I think there was bad blood. Okay. To begin with, with these two and whatever happened, you know, I just don't remember the, you know, the host going after the guest, you know, the, 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 the celebrities, well, the way that they, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I'm sure Mel Gibson is hopes, hoping, uh, Ricky Gervais hosts the Academy Awards next year and makes a joke. He'll go up and <laughs> I don't think Gervais will ever come back. I mean, oh I no, he, he's just know. sitting back. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. but I think two, did Ricky Gervais have some history with any of these people? He was going after the whole, for the most part, he saw every one of those Ricky made, Gervais things. He goes after Hollywood itself. He does. Of, of what hypocrites and, and, and just vapid morons most of them are. And then, and, to, and, 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 then 
And then he goes into like certain movie stars when he's introducing yeah. them. I mean, he like because he went after Mel Gibson. I mean, I remember him catching shit for one of the uh, things he said about uh, Tim Allen. Yes, there was the whole Tim Allen and uh, Tom Hanks came out together to present an award. So Ricky Gervais goes into this whole thing about Tom Hanks. One guy is a two time Oscar winner. And I mean, Tom Hanks resume, you can go on forever with it, has produced this many shows. He's right. won the Oscar twice. He's won Emmys for this. He's won Emmy, and he goes through all of these things. His movies have made a combined nine million billion dollars. And then and then he goes and Tim Allen. <laughs> Which was right, very right, funny. Right. And, and Tim Allen kind of laughed it off as a joke. But a lot Listen. of people, he caught a lot of shit after that. Like Tim Allen's been around, had a successful TV show, blah, blah, blah. You know, he could have went after Tim Allen too for like, hey, remember that time he got locked up for a kilo of Coke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, guess, I guess what I'm saying is like there were, there was some point that you're right. He absolutely went after Hollywood and, and the hypocrisy of it, of it all. Um, Look, he went after Apple, the CEO of Tim Cook. You know, he's talking about, you know, hey, there's Tim Allen. Uh, uh, what's his face? The uh, CEO of Apple. I don't even recall whatever the hell his name is. Mick uh, Cook, uh, Tim Cook, Tim Cook. Make a long story short, he's like, he said something about Tim Cook. And all of a sudden, in, in the same vein, he's talking about Apple being run by, you know, like, like a sweatshop in China. Yeah. And he's talking about, I, I watched the whole thing today, and it was on Facebook or whatever, and... And he goes into to DiCaprio, you know, how DiCaprio is like dating like younger chicks. And he made a joke about that. And maybe there's not bad blood about, you know, with, with like Chris Rock like and, and Will Smith. But I just got to believe like if that doesn't happen, the likelihood of this happening, I think maybe it still does happen. Like you said, Mike. Yeah, but you but see Chris Rock, too, though, do this before Ricky Gervais. Like when he made that joke about you got to get invited. That was before Ricky Gervais was hosting. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Chris Rock isn't known for being the safe comedian that you hire. Yeah. He's yeah. going to talk about whatever he wants to talk about, whatever the the uh, political climate is in the country. He's going to talk about it. So uh, this was going to happen no matter what. You know, if he wants to make a joke about someone, to me, the whole thing is on Will Smith. The way he reacted. Oh, clearly. Did, yeah. uh, right, that, right. That, that's what it's all about right now. Because what if just Chris Rock made a joke about her dress? Would he have reacted the same way? Hard to say. I mean, Hard she's got say, that like, like a, she looked like yeah. Queen Elizabeth in that dress. If he would have found something funny to say about that dress. Does Will Smith get up and and, and, and smack him for that? You know, because she she's just does, so bizarre. Right, he, right. She she does that eye roll. Like we've all seen the video. He makes the joke. They show her. Will Smith is laughing. She does this eye roll of like, I can't believe he said that. Like, whatever. Will Smith looks over at her. And then that's it. It's it's game on. And we all know what happens after that. So I just I, I listen, I think it's either what Howard Stern said. And I alluded to earlier, you know, where the guy's just mentally unstable. I think the other avenue was, it was staged. Be. Lastly, it's like. Uh, how, like you said, you get bent out over a joke over alopecia when you don't even know that that person knows the situation, or like you said, does he innocuous joke about her dress or whatever? They're gonna, she's gonna, he's gonna rush the stage. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just a very weird, 
Going on to like uh, another uh, 80s superstar. Well, uh, Will Smith's not 80s. He's more 90s. But uh, what the hell happened to Bruce Willis, man? I uh, have we were no... talking about the 80s uh, just a couple of minutes ago. Too many, uh, too many shots to the head. I don't know. What has he got? Acting CTE. He's got aphasia. Aphasia, which I've never ever. I've never heard, heard of that in my life. It's it's never right heard of it in my life. It's right after, a guy. It's right after alopecia in the dictionary. Dude, I've never heard the term in my life. I actually, after the fact, I I, I have got a couple guys I follow on YouTube, some DJs that I follow, and one guy. He's like our age. He had a stroke about 10 years ago, and he's suffering from it too. And basically what he was explaining was something to the effect of where you kind of forget how to speak. You know, it's not only like after effects of a stroke or signs of dementia. It's like a whole other animal. But um, I still don't – I don't really have a great grasp on it other than the fact that this guy's career is over. And he's had a phenomenal career too. I mean, we were talking about that that off the air. I mean, you're talking Die Hard, Moonlighting, Pulp Fiction. I'm trying to. All right, what year does? What year is Moonlighting? Eighty six ish. Moonlighting is probably eighty four, eighty four, eighty five in that ballpark. Eighty three, maybe as early that as early as that. Had about a four or five year run, so I'd yeah. probably say eighty three, eighty four. It puts him on the map, you know it. Moonlighting, bar, he, like you said, he was bartending with Goodman, I guess, in the in the city. 80, 85 and, to eighty nine. Okay, so, that's about yeah. right. Okay, yeah, he. I mean, Moonlighting puts him on the map. Obviously, he's a he's a before Moonlighting, he's who he's who, a nobody. He's yeah, who's Bruce Willis? He's uh, like you said, he's bar, yeah, him and John Goodman are like bartending buddies in the city because they have both their careers at the time are like and John Sybil Good Shepherd Sybil Shepherd was the star of that show I'm yeah yeah yep Sybil Shepherd was the big name she was in that one movie what was it last picture show right but that was back in like I think like 1972 she had done a few other things she'd been a taxi driver and her career was kind of like floating around so like, right. you, but she was the only name attached to that show. She was the only big name. Exactly. And then you had other people too, like lower level, like you had Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. He was in it. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, Curtis David. Armstrong. Curtis, yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, the woman who played the secretary was really a nobody. You had no one else. And then this guy, Bruce Willis, who shows up. Right. And I mean, he he basically steals the show. From her. I mean, well, she plays Sybil Shepherd was basically the straight man, if you want to put it on that show. And he was always up to his crazy hijinks every episode. Yeah. So he's another guy. Um, my brother ran into him when he was working on the Upper West Side. Super nice guy. Um, I guess when he got divorced from Demi Moore, he's like one of these guys when you talk about open marriages, he's kind of like got what's called an open divorce where they're divorced, but they still kind of get together as a couple and like well, nothing's wrong, you know, or nothing happened. There's no bad blood between the two. Well, of it them. seems too they were together for such a long time before they got. Divorced. I mean, they were married, I think, what, 20 years before they got divorced. Yeah, something like that. Plus, you got you got three kids in common. You know, they have three kids together. So I, I think it was the smart move to just try and stay friendly with each other. I mean, they just showed a picture. It was his birthday and she was there to me more. Right. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, like he he really he does that show. And then, you know, then he does one. You know, he does Die Hard and then that's it. He's off to the races. He's off to the races. Die Hard. Um, I guess there was kind of a low between that and uh, I guess Pulp Fiction was 94, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that was and another then- thing, too. They were like his career was kind of in that limbo mood mood move was in limbo because he had had, I think a few bombs before Pulp Fiction. I think the last boy scout was somewhere in that ballpark. If I'm not mistaken, he does. He's got a couple of diehard movies before that last boy scout. But I think the one or two he does before Pulp Fiction is not, uh, not really out there. What was it? Blind date. Remember he had that movie blind date. That was a bomb. Oh, that was bad. He was on. Was he on Seinfeld at one point? No, I think he did Friends. I think he did he a did couple Friends. That's right. I think he did an arc on Friends, a few episodes on that. Um, but he's all he's another guy. If you look up his IMDb. He's got a ton of horrible movies in the 2000s up to like you know, a few years ago, he's got movies you've never heard of. You can go, well, I, I, I guess. You yeah, go, no, I agree. I agree. You know, he he's one of those guys. Stallone is the same way. Stallone has a quite a, a, a few action movies I've never heard of. And when you look on either like Amazon or Netflix, you're like, when did this movie come out? And you see, it's like busy, though. He was pretty busy, though, man. I mean, even like in the, the, the you know, the time between, I guess, Die Hard and Pulp Fiction. Uh, the last Boy Scout comes to mind. The Bonfire, the Vanities with Tom Hanks. That was another huge, but that movie was a huge bomb. Bonfire, yeah. the Vanities. Look who's talking. He was involved. He was the oh, yeah. The, he's the, he's the, the voice of the kid, voice, right? Um, I'm just trying to think in that time period. Hudson Hawk, which wasn't great. Death becomes bomb. Her. Yeah, Hudson Color Hawk. Of, Hudson Color Hawk. of Night. Yeah, Color of Night. I think was another bomb. You actually see his wang in that movie. Oh, great. Yeah, he does. A, he does like a scene where he jumps in a pool naked and you see his you see last his, man standing, I think, was 96, if I'm not mistaken. After yeah, like, fiction. Yeah, like I'm saying, a lot of these movies were bombs. Fifth Element. That was a bomb. That was that was, that was a bomb. But now see Fifth Element, I think, got cult status, though. If you look back on it now, a lot of people look at that movie with reverence. Great special effects. I don't yeah, think yeah, the yeah, story yeah. is that great. I don't think the movie is that great. The special effects and parts of the story. Gary Oldman's great in it. He does. He plays that that bad he's a weirdo guy. in that. Yeah, yeah he plays, but he plays it very. You know, he's Gary Oldman. He plays it very well. He he pulls it off. Then, uh, um, I guess then in 1997 or 98, he's got Armageddon, and then all of a sudden he's off to the races again. Yeah, that was a huge hit. And then the following year in 99, it was Six Sense. Was that 99? Wow. Six Sense was 99. And then he he follows up. What does he got? Like two or three years later, the Unbreakable with, and then whole nine yards. He was with the the kids. Whole nine, yeah, whole nine yards. I think is the first. The first one is funny. I don't think I watched the second one of that. They called it like the whole ten yards or whatever, and it was kind of a bam. You know who loved him? Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he passed he, away at a young age. Man. Yeah. Michael Clark Dunk, I think Bruce Willis kind of discovered him. Okay. He put him in, I think he put him in Armageddon. And then when 
the whole nine yards came around he he wanted him for that role as like the the enforcer muscle guy and uh michael clark duncan i saw in a few you know this is years before he passed away but he always praised bruce willis he goes that guy really helped my career so like i said he seemed like a cool guy my brother who really isn't a big fan of a lot of celebrities he met him and i guess demi moore i guess they were living in his building and he came across them and he came home he said yeah i ran into bruce willis today and demi moore and he goes i go what you think of him you know he's usually had some funny story stories like steve martin or whoever and he's like they were actually pretty cool the guy was cool you know he goes i think they were smoking weed or whatever but you know um uh definitely cool people you know he was like a regular guy she was super cool you know he seemed like a you know he seemed like one of us. I guess he was born in Germany, but like, you know, he's bouncing around Jer New Jersey for most of his early childhood and became a bartender in the city and kind of had like that, that quick wit, you know, that Bill Parcells type sarcasm that, you know, we all grew up with, you know, on the playgrounds where you rip into each other, that kind of yeah, smart yeah. ass type shit, you know, that we've all, you know, exhibited, you know, throughout our lives to an extent, <laughs> but, yeah. um, yeah, I met I met him once. Oh yeah, I met him once working a side job doing security for one of his movies. Uh, I think the movie was Hostage, and we worked like one of the premiere parties at like Planet Hollywood in the city. Okay, and he walked right by me. I, the only thing I can say about Bruce Willis, he's got a ginormous head. Yeah, he, he's got like a very like it was like a huge head that he had. But he walked by. He was, hey, fellas, how are you? And He's a decent sized guy, like he's six foot something, right? No, he's six about one? my height, about five ten, five eleven. Yeah? Okay. He wasn't that I get the impression I, for whatever reason. Who did I see? I saw him that night and I saw Stallone that night. Okay. With uh Sugar Ray Leonard. Cause he was um remember he had the show The Contender? Yeah. He it was right around that time that movie came out, and Stallone Stallone's a smaller fellow. He was wearing like cowboy boots to look taller, <laughs> but he was hanging out with Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard is another guy. He's a smaller guy. He was like a, a lightweight. You know, uh, Seinfeld, know. Seinfeld had an episode about it. And I got a buddy, Ralph, if he's watching, you know, he's a he's a fan of the show. He's about my size. Ralph, actually, Ralph's actually a little smaller than I am, believe it or not. And we used to always goof on each other. He goes, Muskie, you're wearing lifts. Are oh, you lifting? lifting? You're lifting. You're lifting. What do you mean? He goes, you're wearing boots, bro. He goes, they're like two inch heels on those things. He goes, that's lifting. And I, I remember the shit in the sign fall with the, with the little guy going, he's lifting, he's lifting, you know, that whole shit. I like the other so, one too. When George, when George wore the Timberlands, I'm never taking, the, I'm getting two inches off of these things. I'm never taking them off. <laughs> Right. And I used to always get accused of that. You know, I'd always wear my, you know, they're like, I had a pair of Timberlands. I had a Nike air, air boots. I got another friend, Mike, that I work with at my, cur my current job. He doesn't work there anymore. He's a little bit, you know, he's probably a little bit bigger than me, but he's just, you know, height wise, he's not the biggest guy in the world. And he's always like going back to back with me. And he's, you know, he accused me of doing it as well, like with the lifts and stuff. Um, you know, it's just funny, funny shit. You know when you bring that up but no you're right i think sylvester stallone is i think he's five eight tops on a good day that kind of shit like i said like i said he he was far away but i saw him wearing like the cowboy boots i'm like ah this guy <laughs> he's lifting man he's lifting bro. you know who was there too i saw kevin pollock <laughs> he's tiny he's a tiny fellow 
Okay. Well, that's like going back to the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. I think someone said like Chris Rock is like five, eight and Will Smith is like six, two. Six, right, right. They, so right. it was like and, and Will Smith looks like he's about two fifteen and Chris Rock still looks like he's pookie from New Jack City. Well, going back like, to the other guys for a second. Right. You know, when you talk about Chris, uh, uh, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart's like five, one or five, two. He's really small. Actually. Yeah. There's, and going back to Cruz for a second, I think Cruz is smaller than I am. I think he's five five, five four, maybe. Yeah, they. Yeah, uh, he's another guy supposedly. I think that loves to heighten and uh, lifts, right? Yeah. Well, Michael, <laughs> was it Michael J. Fox is? I think five foot four. They said. I think he's five three, dude. I think he's five three. You know, when you're a small guy like me, right? You know, you know the you know the height all these guys, all the celebrities like, wait a second, I'm bigger than that guy. Oh, wait a second. You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> but, um, no, I think Pesci's a small dude. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. You could yeah, see he's, that. He's like five, one, five, two, that guy. Like, I think he's same size as my mother, that guy, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, Cruz is small dude. Hart's a small dude. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, you know, that guy, I guess Sylvester Sloan is, I guess you can consider him small, but, I don't know how small he really is. Maybe five, no, seven, five, eight. Yeah, I you know, think he's like five. I don't think he's like tiny, tiny. I just said yeah. he's about five, five, seven, five, eight. Um, yeah, it's it, it's amazing though when you do see like some of them in person. You're like, oh, this guy. I didn't think this guy would be that tall, and I didn't think this guy would be that tiny. So, I guess it was really, it was really uh, well with Cruz. Anyways, I think it was really prominent when he was with with Nicole Kidman when he was married to Kidman. Yeah, because I think she's six foot tall. So. She's close to it, five ten, six yeah, foot in that ballpark. Like yep, yep. But um whatchamacallit? What what was up with Amy Schumer at this thing? I read something about her too. I mean Oh, she's still traumatized. That's what that that was the last thing. Every article has been about her being I'm still traumatized and processing it. You weren't even there when it happened. Right. Can like how her to the curb, but I'm so sick of you. How does anyone care? Like, come on. Her, Kathy no. Griffin, all these people get the f out of here, man! I'm so sick of them. But I mean, I, I they, you know, I can even, I can even but, but, see like, I can even see like some of these people who've had careers like, Shroomy's had nothing, man. I mean, she re had, realistically, well, I she mean, had, she had one hit movie. I think like one movie was a hit. The other one was kind of a bomb. That movie Trainwreck did very well, and her career took off. I mean, she was a stand-up comedian for about ten years. Right. She, she did the movie Trainwreck, which I think she wrote. She had that and she had the show on Comedy Central, which was, I think, the number one show at the time because Chappelle was already gone. So she was like just in this whirlwind of success. Then she kind of like disappeared, got married, had a kid. She made another movie that didn't really go anywhere. It was kind of almost the same kind of movie. And now I think she's got a show on Hulu, which I haven't, you know who I, I haven't you know. checked out yet. You're in the comedy circles, right? You know, you you run a lot of, you know, with a lot of comedians and stuff. You know who I think is infinitely funnier than Amy Schumer? Um, the chick, uh, the big girl from Molly. Molly and um, what the hell is her name? Oh, Melissa McCarthy. She is hysterical, bro. I mean, I think compared to Amy Schumer, I would take her. Well, she's not. A, I mean, Amy Schumer is a stand up comedian. Hysterical, Melissa she's not. McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy's not a stand up. She's a comedic actor. And then, I mean. She's Listen, she was she did that movie Bridesmaids, which 
like really put her on the map and she's done a whole mm. bunch of uh what was the one i saw with her? i, I like that identity thief i thought she was really oh hysterical dude i peed with, my pants uh, with that and just uh jason bateman yeah jason bateman they were both really good hysterical, in that movie. man I peed my pants she did some sort of superhero movie with yeah. i guess the girl from the um the movie about the astronauts and the african-american ladies from the from the 60s yeah um, yeah yeah that was a really good movie too and um I, I gotta be honest with you. I think I think someone like her just blows her away. Yeah, she's Melissa McCarthy is very yeah. She's funny. She does a lot of great stuff. Um, Talking you, about yeah. uh, Jason Bateman for a second. Um, I just saw her, April twenty ninth, I think, is the start of the final season of Ozark. Oh, I thought. Oh, is it coming out? I thought it was yeah. supposed to be uh, summertime. Nope. Uh, we're getting Better Call Saul in a couple weeks, and we're getting. Um, the final season of Better Call Saul. We're getting the final season of Ozark. I know you haven't seen uh, Be uh, Better Call Saul or, you know, uh, even Breaking Bad to that extent, but I'm curious to see how that ends up, you know, and how they tie it into like real time with Breaking Bad. Apparently, there's been some rumblings about some of the original actors like Heisenberg and oh, this, uh, Aaron Paul making appearances. I definitely see that happening. Yeah. Without it. I, I see that as here's my take on it not being a break like i know what breaking bad is about i kind of know what i know what better call saul is about i just haven't watched these shows okay the the final thing of better call saul is going to be like star wars rogue one when they're passing the information yeah yeah it, yep. it's it's yep. i mean come on yeah no i, I agree with that that's a good take it, it's it's gonna be something exactly like that and, and and hey if you're a breaking bad fan you're gonna love it you're going to love watching if Brian Cranston and who's the other kid, Aaron Paul, walk in. I think like, you're going to get Aaron like Paul. They I don't know in. if you're going to get Heisenberg. But... I guarantee Brian Cranston does it. I guarantee you'll see Phenomenal. his Phenomenal. Who, by the way. Which is another guy. His career was over after Malcolm in the Middle. And they, by and, the way. And, and walked into that show and, and became a legend. He's the anti-dentite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he's in, he's another guy. His career, he has been around for a zillion years. For he was years, in, thirty he, years, maybe 20, 30 years. He was a nobody before Malcolm in the Middle, where he just plays the dumb dad, and then, you know, Breaking Bad comes along, and it turns him into like this pop culture icon. Yeah, so, you're right. You're right. I remembered him from Seinfeld. That's really the only thing I remember. Yeah. I I, I didn't even remember him from Malcolm in in the Middle. He's Tim Watley. Yeah, he, Tim he Watley, converted for the jokes. <laughs> the anti-dentite. <laughs> and this upsets you as a Jewish person? No, it upsets me as a comedian. <laughs> Hysterical, bro. On a couple different notes, you know, in the DJ world, I saw that the CEO of Goldman Sachs is DJing Lollapalooza. Did you read about that or see anything about that, Mike? Who's, well, who's the CEO of Goldman Sachs? Listen, he's worked got gazillions, right? Yeah, this that's guy, a, is, right? It, is he a young guy? He's sixty years old, bro. He's got eleven years on us. All right, right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna throw this out there. He is divorced and he has like a twenty-four-year-old girlfriend, and he probably does ecstasy like every weekend. I gotta imagine, dude. But he's sixty years old. He's gonna do a set at Lollapalooza. And he's been DJing for years, this guy. I mean, listen, you know, it's one thing I've been doing it for years, too. You know, obviously, I don't have a fraction of the money this guy has. But um, 
I gotta be honest with you. I mean, you know, people do what they love. You know, I kind of got to respect them for that. You know, now, sense that now do you think too, like Goldman Sachs threw Lollapalooza a lot of money? Oh, absolutely. And he was like, absolutely. I'll absolutely. give you X amount of money, but I want to do a set. And uh, like, I'm sure the guy can dude, DJ. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's got, like you I know. said, uh, this guy. Yeah. He's I, I, what's this guy's name? So I can, I'm going to Google this guy. after David the Solomon. I'm Googling this guy. I guarantee he is divorced with a 24 year old girlfriend. <laughs> he probably like goes to Ibiza like every other weekend parties all night with her. They're doing <laughs> Molly. They're doing ecstasy. Oh, uh, this come on, man. Hey, good for dude, him. You looks, know what? Live the dream, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I saw it this morning and I saw it on one of the shows that I watch and I'm like, wow, Lollapalooza is still a big event, Mike. I mean, and <laughs> Right, right. I think I lost you. Oh, you got oh, me now? Go. Now I got you. All right. <laughs> then uh, I saw Mobius, or Mobius, whatever the hell it oh, is. Oh, Morbius? You saw it? What a bad movie, bro. What a bad movie. So bad. Let me ask you this. What's the worst movies in our lifetime? Mm. Waterworld, Ishtar? I don't... All right. Hmm. Ishtar gets the bomb i think because at the time it was like 40 mil to make that movie and it just died water world was the same thing i think water world was like that first hundred million dollar movie i'll throw another one out there that i actually kind of like and i'm sure if, if my friend pudge is watching this and tony they'll agree with me heaven can wait which i happen to like with warren Beatty, is yeah but in is terms that terms of like bombs is that, that considered that, yeah. a bomb yeah I huge was... huge bomb I yeah, big I, budget and just yeah, crashed it, at the office. Yeah, that was like his uh, that was like the top of his game. That like that, that mid to late seventies Warren Beatty. Oh, you where he was just in like everything. How good was? I mean, I like that movie. I mean, all yeah, I always thought it was a decent movie. Heaven can yeah. wait. Yeah, um, I did too. Water. See, that was the other thing too. Like you brought up Waterworld. All right, Waterworld bombed here. But I think had like this amazing like European box office to it where the movie actually made like 300 million worldwide. But it was supposed to make like 700 million worldwide, like it didn't make the money here. So I guess this box office is bad and there's just bad, bad. They like, always like you turn it on and it's like, you know, you just can't even watch it. Just so bad. Yeah, like, I, I, watched, I, just... I watched a documentary once where they just talk about like making movies in Hollywood and they said for a movie to make money, if the movie costs $10 million, it's got to make $25 million at the box office just for it to make money. Okay. So usually two and a half times, whatever the movie costs, that's what they need for that movie to make money. So that's why I guess, too, when you see these movies, of it's got a $140 million box uh, budget or a $100 million budget. Like, that thing's got to perform or they, or they eat it. But... I guess what I'm getting at is like, look, there's box office bombs and there's just bad, bad movies that you can't even watch. This is right up there. This is right up there with any movie that I've ever seen. There were a couple bad Kevin Costner movies too in the 90s. I think, uh, you know, obviously we talked about Waterworld. There was another one called The Postman. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. He had that. Oh, he had dude, that like. How bad was that one? What was it? Like his post Dances with Wolves career. Has been Atrocious. like in the shitter, like you said. Yeah, so that bad. 
that Postman bombed, Waterworld bombed, and they just kept throwing money at them. So bad. Um, Absolutely horrible. But Morbius, you know what it is too, man? When you, when you see these, like, uh, like that Morbius character is such a, a lower tier Marvel character. It's annoying, bro. I mean, and the guy's it, a vampire. It's, it's a vampire but, movie. That's all yeah. it is. It's a vampire yeah. movie. But like what made it horrible? Was it the story? Just, was it just so, so it's just so predictable, you know, just so disjointed story wise. You know, I would say the same thing about The Last Jedi, you know, the the second of the, the of the, the new trilogy in the sense that if I wasn't a Star Wars fan, I just watched that movie objectively. I'd be like, what the hell is this about? You know, I just that kind of vibe. That's what I got from it. You know, um, and you're right. It, that's not a big character in the Mar Marvel universe. You know, yeah, very, um, very lower tiered character. But on the flip but side, it, 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 our Moon Knight is coming out on, I guess, on one of the streaming networks. So I'm curious to see how that does and, and what kind of story that I've, is. I've heard that's supposedly getting rave reviews. But here's the thing. They always say Moon Knight gets this comparison. They call him like the Marvel version of Batman. And I'm thinking like Man. you, you, you were a Marvel guy. I'm a Marvel guy. When we were reading comic books in the back in the day he in the eighties, I don't was an afterthought. Yeah, he was an. I yeah. never knew anyone that was like, oh man, I gotta go get the new Moon Knight is out. No, even his no, name I, is Dopey Moon Knight. No, I agree with you a thousand percent there. I, I barely remember the character. I remember, I remember the comic book. Obviously, I mean, it just. You know, I remember the place where Rob worked up on. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Know, yeah, I, re I remember the play. I don't ever remember any time in my life saying I got to get the new Moon Knight. No, no way. No way. And to, to compare him to Batman. I never yeah, they, they, they compare. I, I think like the Moon Knight character, I think, is one of these guys that's had like five or six incarnations. Mm. So different people have played him. I think a couple of them have been like billionaire playboy kind of dudes. So he's been compared. And he's also got the way Batman has like unlimited gadgets and toys. I think he's the same yeah, way. Listen, I'll check but, it out. But I mean, yeah, I'll give it a watch. But I, 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 did I, you, uh, I just don't care anymore. Did you catch the latest episode of the Lakers series? Absolutely. It's my new go to now. Let me tell you, man, this this Jerry Buss is a scumbag, bro. I mean, he's finger banging some chicken in, in a restaurant and his family comes there. I mean, son, you got to let you got to let a play a play, man. Come on. What a dick. And listen, I'm not. Hey, he's dead. So he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he's scarred Spo little genie bus. Spoiler. Alert. Hey, and she was no sweet. She did Playboy. Yeah, you're right. You know, she's no. Yeah. She knew the deal. Come on. Yeah. Um, I think it. it, it it really is one of the bright spots lately of just like wanting to watch something because I don't think I'm really watching anything else at this time. And uh, yeah, it's just a great show. John C. John C. Riley is just he's killing it, he's killing he's it. Good, as man. And, you know, he's an annoying guy for me, but I got to admit, you know, he's been in some good stuff throughout the years and I kind of like his depiction of, of, of bus. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Pat Riley. I mean, I, we talked about it last week with Absolutely Adrian Brody. Absolutely not. Yeah. Adrian yeah. Brody, man. I just I don't mean, like I don't like I think of Pat Riley. I don't think of some homeless schlack like yeah. that. Yeah. The way they yeah. 
I, I do like the guy, Jason Clark, the guy who's playing Jerry West. That guy's a he great was, character. Uh, he was in the Terminator. Yeah, he's, Terminator he's one of the Terminator guys. Right. Uh, I think he's great in it. Uh, the other guy who's playing the general manager. I like Magic, man. I think Magic is get, doing a yeah, good job. That the guy guy's, playing guy's Magic. I tell you, you know, he's still alive, and I'd be pissed if I was him, is Kareem. Like they paint Kareem out as this guy that I think that's what Kareem's like in real life. Yeah, they, they, he's not really a great guy. There's always know? been this like inside basketball to uh, kind of like everyone knows why he has never gotten a coaching job. And it's because of his personality. He doesn't know. They say uh, Francesa used to talk about this constantly. Right. Whenever Kareem came up, people go, why doesn't he coach? And he said, because he's too smart. He's another guy that walks in. He thinks he's too smart for the room. And I'm not saying he's a dumb guy. Well, no, he seems like a brilliant guy. He seems like a guy that just reads books and did karate and whatever else. Yeah. Um, But he I I, I think he's kind of got like that Jordan mentality of you can't raise it up to my level. So why am I even going to bother? And listen, for the the basketball uh, fanatics out there, I think he's one of the five greatest of all time. I think he's completely underrated, you know, in terms of Jordan and LeBron well, I think it's like, these guys. I, I think it, with him, it's just because of the time period when he played. I mean, look, I mean, we saw him towards the tail end. Kind of yeah, like exactly. Rally. Yeah. And he was still dominating towards the end, like 87, 88. He was still doing that goddamn sky hook. He was an unstoppable dude. My uncle George actually played against him in high school. You know, he said, uh, you know, I mean, my uncle is maybe about five ten, and he's like, hmm. you know, this guy was towering back then. You know, I think he played for Rice yeah. or something. No, he played at Powell Memorial. Powell, Powell Memorial. My my uncle went to Rice. In, I'm sorry. In Manhattan, I think Rice is gone now. I think you're right. Rice is gone. I think Powell Memorial's gone too. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Louis Alcinder, whose dad was a NYPD lieutenant back in the day. Wow. And where's uh, he born? Was he born in Manhattan? I believe he grew up in either Harlem or Inwood. Okay. Uh, but he's a yeah, Manhattan kid. He doesn't come off as a likable dude. He comes off as a very militant guy. Um, not very, you know, not very likable at all. Um, I'm just trying to think of some of the other guys. I like I like Chickless a lot, you know, his red R back. He wasn't too much in the last one, but he was very good. I haven't seen Larry Bird yet. Uh, apparently, I don't know when he's supposed to be. Making I, I I think a lot of these are going to be cameos. Like like the Chickless character was two episodes. You haven't seen. Him. Right. Probably not going to see him till the end. Till I would say this series ends with them winning the championship and whatever. What is that? Eighty four, eighty five or no, whatever. They, one no, they wanted they wanted his first year. They wanted in Magic's first year. Magic so, played. Kareem got hurt that year because they're talking about another season of this. That's why there's another. So, there's going to be another season, but his rookie year, Magic's rookie year, they win yeah. the title, and they they win it with Westhead, who I kind of like. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think it, he's like, that. Yeah, that character, very very wacky. He's a famous guy too. That guy, he's been in a couple things. That guy, he was in, um, I guess, Finding or Amy something. Amy, what was that? That movie, that comedy movie. Uh, something about Amy. I have no idea. I don't know. But, I looked. Uh, I looked him up earlier. He looks completely different from the guy he's playing. Because on on the on the show he looks about fifty five years old. I think the guy's about forty. 
Oh, Paul so, Westhead. Yeah, the guy that the guy that's playing Westhead. Yeah. Hmm. He's been a lot of stuff. That guy. He's been a lot of comedy f- films with Paul Rudd. Um, he's been a couple of Vince Vaughn movies, I think. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to figure the guy's name out. Uh, what the hell is he in? Uh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, he, um, they win it with Westhead that first year. Okay. And I think you're right. There is two seasons. Yeah. Jack McKinney's the guy. Uh, right. That was 13. He was, th- oh, no. about thir- 13 games. Uh, I guess. Oh, you're talking year. about the guy, Jason Siegel that plays West. Jason Siegel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm he's just trying to. I'm just trying to think what he's been in. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall and all That's of that. Yeah, the Muppet. Of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm right. thinking of the other guy that played the other the guy McKinney. Something else interesting coming out on HBO Max in the next couple of weeks. I don't know if, if you saw it called The Invisible Pilot. You know, no. um, what is this? What an interesting story. It's about a guy who I guess was involved with the CIA and Pablo Escobar. And apparently, at one point, he somehow runs into Escobar. He get, I guess he stages his suicide. His family kind of plays it off like he's dead. He reappears. He moves all throughout the country, throughout the world. He has multiple families. I guess he's running information for the CIA in the 80s and getting information about the Contras down in Nicaragua. Then he's turned around. He's running drugs for uh, for for Escobar, and then I guess he's contracted by the CIA. Besner, I think the guy's name is. Kind mm-hmm. of reminded me a little bit about the DB Sweeney story, you know, where the guy like just disappeared and stuff. And um, I'm gonna check it out. It's a three part documentary. Did it come out yet, or is it out? No, or? Oh, okay. no, this week. I think April fourth to the ninth. I think it's coming out. But you didn't um, watch. Um, well, you didn't watch the Marilyn Manson one yet, right? No, I want to check that out too. Yeah, did I checked, you watch it? Yeah, I checked it out. It was all right. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, what is it really going to tell you? This guy's a, a freak show. Listen, Marilyn Manson's he's a freak, freak show. He's, he's a freak, freak show, show to begin with. Um, he's one. He's definitely one of these dudes that, like, you could tell groomed women. He's coming off a divorce. He meets that girl, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, who is like, okay. she's eighteen. He's thirty-five. So already the the creep vibe is out there with this dude. Uh, he begins grooming her. Uh, he brands her with a branding iron type of deal. Like the guy <laughs> just, yeah, the guy, shit. yeah, the guy's like a p- complete piece of garbage. Um, I actually enjoy some of his uh, music. You know, oh yeah, he had it, he had a great run of music, but like you start watching this and it's like, but then it goes back and forth of like, is she just is some of it just her kind of being like a little bit of a like a little bit of a drama queen and this guy being a whole lot of a freak no i think i, I don't think there so, is a I lot of give I, and take like i'm not yeah. saying when she brand you know she got branded or whatever that's yeah, fucking insane but there's yeah. other things like like when you sit down and watch it there are other little things where she's like you know she's one of these people that definitely believes in like microaggression and things like that so I, I, I find I reading stories about him, like putting people on his head and or putting vice yeah, versa. He's like, a you know, sack on somebody's head, that kind of shit. Like I said, the he's guy's a weird a, dude, man. The guy's a freak. So, you know, he, he's another guy that's not going to have a uh, a lasting legacy, if you will, like that. 
you know, okay, I, I did all this great music, but now he's going to be known for all this shit. You that know he what, did Mike? I think, I think he's going to, he'll have his niche in history. And I think why is because I think he kind of got tied into that whole Columbine shit. Yeah, that was a you big know? deal with him. So yep. I think whenever that shit comes up, I think, you know, he'll still be kind of turned, you know, yeah. intertwined with it. Which, by the way, is coming up soon, the anniversary of that. That's a screwed up date. I don't know if you've ever looked into that. Yeah, that's Hitler's birthday, right? April 19th is Ruby Ridge, Waco, Texas. It's Columbine. All on the same day, man. Just a wacky, wacky ass day, I think. Like you said, it's Hitler's birthday. Oh, it's Hitler's Hitler, birthday. Hitler's the birthday might no, be, the think, 8th. Isn't it like April 8th or something? It's Hitler's April. birthday might be the 20th or some shit like that. We're mocked or some crap like that. I don't know. There's about three or four things that happened that day. I think the American Revolution started that day as well on April 19th. Really? Yeah. Uh, Concord or Lexington, one of those, um, one yeah. of those uh, battles. Yeah. April 20th is Hitler's birthday, which is weird. 420 is such a mellow day for most people. <laughs> uh, now, I don't get that. Hitler's birthday. And he died 10 days after. April 30th is when he allegedly died. Allegedly. Allegedly, right? You ever 19th. see that documentary? I think we talked about that at some point. Which uh, one? the history channel thing? Oh, the finding him? Yeah, where they allege like he you know was whisked oh, yeah. away and yeah, and got the British, on the, sh- uh, the went on the tunnels. Yeah, the submarine to from Portugal to South America to- I brought it up to my uncle George one time and he flipped on me. He was like, ah, it's all bullshit. I'm like, listen, I'm not saying it's not bullshit, but there's some legitimacy. You know, there's some CIA notes and American intelligence stuff, you know. Hey, man, it, it, I, you know, they the never way identified. They, they never had. Yeah, the, the they body, never. Yeah, the body thing. The body. And, and then you had the other thing of to me, it was just like afterwards, like Operation Paperclip, where they just started shuffling these Nazis all around. Like some of you are coming with right. us. Some of you are going over here. Yeah. How easy was it to get these guys lost in the mix? Fake passports. Like we said, they had access to submarines. So who knows? Um, even even Eva Braun, you know, they never identified her remains. I think even after. Yeah. The fact. yeah. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Crazy shit. Um, um, I want to say with that, we should start wrapping this up. Yeah. OK. It's been a great show. Um, plug away, baby. Next week, hopefully we get into the Eric Adams stuff. You know, I think he's doing a great job, but I want to want to have you educate the crowd out there about the broken window policies of NYPD and what yeah. he's trying to implement. So hopefully we can get into that next week. And uh, I want to touch upon the 25th anniversary of the Titanic movie at some point. You know, it's kind of a little after the fact of the Oscars, but we can get into that a little bit. Little Hunty's uh, laptop is coming to fruition, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll get some a little bit more information and maybe talk about that. I know some of you folks don't like the politics standpoint, but I think that's going to be a pretty big story. And uh, in terms of plugs, we'll uh, we'll plug away here. So we'll start off with Jay Cristiano and Cardinal Financial, eight four 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 two seventy three thirty four. Use the promo code forty two fifteen. Refi market, purchase market. Rates have gone up, but uh, Jay's super quick. He'll help you. Uh, Vladdy, Vlad, my buddy Vladdy, Frederic's E9 Bistro on 53 Bruckner Boulevard in the Bronx. Uh, Eugene's Place, Eugene Pisacreta's Piazza Pizza in uh, Rye, New York. 
reach out to uh, Eugene for your catering needs. Sit down restaurant, Italian fare, uh, 914-921-4444. Our buddy Mike Power in, uh, in Wilmington, I believe, in North Carolina. Mike alumni. Celtic Monkey seems to be doing really well. He had a great uh, big St. Patrick's with Shengding. It looks like he's doing very well. If you're in that area, stop by his place. Um, Tommy Devitt. It's five-star shopping by Tommy, 917-559-8264. And his Mad Donkey. It's on 36th Avenue in Astoria, New York. Uh, check Tommy's place out or use his shopping uh, network. And lastly, me, DJ Chris Clash, uh, www.chrisclash.com. I'm actually booked in, ju- in June. I mean, I've got literally no open dates at this point in that, in that month. Things are picking up, folks. Um, wedding season is coming about, uh, graduations, sweet 16s, you name it. I've had a lot of people reach out to me recently. So you can reach out to me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, through the show. If you want to leave a comment in the, in the, in, in, in the, in the comment section, let me know. I'll try to work you in if you have something. Um, and just please keep on subscribing folks. You know, um, the channel's still growing. Uh, please click like, subscribe. Appreciate everybody who's been tuned in the last couple weeks and uh, helping us continue to grow. And with that, turn it off to Mr. Miguel and then the show. Um, just my usuals. Uh, check out Jack at I Can Paint, Pat Dixon, Pat Dixon at the New York City Crime Report and Notorious NYC. You can look him up on the Locals channel. Um, get the uh, Locals.com, I believe it is. You can uh, get the episodes and that's about it. Um, I should have some dates coming up end of April. I'll let you know when they are. And with that, we will see you next week. Everybody be seeing the movies, folks. Peace.